0: Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsea I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play, and let's evolve. Ah, Hello, Victoria people. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is so beautiful to finally be able to meet you
1: thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you taking time out of, well, you probably have got a little bit more time now with everything happening on the planet, but I do appreciate you taking some time out of your day to allow me to share a little bit of my story and hopefully inspire a few of your listeners.
0: Mm, I know you will. Um, I have to admit, I have been following you for quite some time on Instagram and I actually discovered you on a random podcast. I can't remember how long ago now. And you inspired me. And I've again, I've been following you for so long. I think it was since your Disney days. Um,
1: oh, yeah, you've been through. <laughs> intense with me, sister. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, since I mentioned that I'm sure people are wondering what the hell is she talking about? Do you care to share a little bit about your past?
1: Of course, I feel like anytime, hopefully, someone says the word Disney, it brings some sort of joy to them. I think we all have memories with our favorite experience if we ever did watch any of the movies or partake in some of their beautiful locations and offerings that they have. But I had been working for the Disney Cruise Line Company for the last about two years, starting in about uh, 20... 2018 to 2019 and then 2019 through to 2020. Actually, up until the day that we went into quarantine. So it was serendipitously in alignment. So I have been working for the company in some of their main stage shows. So what that essentially means is I work in their theater and I work as one of their performers. So I portray certain classic Disney characters. Perhaps you may know a few like Elsa or Belle or Mary Poppins, just to name a few. And I would essentially be a part of a small cast of beings who would perform for six months at a time on the ship and during my first contract I had the pleasure of traveling through Alaska and the Caribbean so I had a little taste of you know different energies during that contract and then my most recent contract with the company I was doing exclusively Caribbean itinerary both eastern and western so To take it even further back, I've pretty much always been a performer ever since a very young age. I was Mm. very blessed that my parents couldn't really find a home for me. So they threw me into theater very young and singing competitions. So I've been singing, been a performer for most of my young life. And it really felt like to me, there was no other storyline for me. It was just something that I felt like I had had a gift for. And it was something that I felt truly was the be all it was like broadway new york that was the move Mm. so very thankful to say that i got as far as disney cruise line but i had also been living at a private boarding school i went away to a private boarding school at 15 in michigan my hometown is a small town in ontario so that was a big jump for my family just to give me an opportunity to hang out with some other misfit toys artists from all around the world who were you know, trying to make sense of their gifts. I also went to school in Ohio for four years. So I got my bachelor of music and musical theater in Ohio. And then I moved to the Big Apple sister. And I lived in New York City for about six months before I had initially booked my first job with the company. Now, at this time, I had nothing, I had no idea what a spiritual awakening was or kind of where my life was going to take me of course most of us don't know where our life is Mm -hmm. going to take us no matter how hard we try to control the outcome but Mm -hmm. over my my last contract so this would be through 2019 into 2020 i had had a very challenging heartbreak that was kind of i would say not a surprise to me because it was a reflection of my own self-sabotage patterns, but it was really a very challenging heartbreak for me because it kind of felt like the first, you know, real relationship that I had had. And getting to such a traumatic place where I felt like, wait, I should be celebrating all of these moments of, you know, great success. And I guess on paper achievement, I felt uh, like there was still something missing. And this heartbreak kind of catapulted me into this deep, essentially depression, because it it Mm. made me start to question everything in my life. Who am I being a performer for? Am I being a performer because I truly enjoy it? Or am I being a performer because I'm hopefully showing my family that there's more than our suffering? Am I truly doing what what I love? Or am I doing what I'm comfortable with? sadly, but beautifully, you can kind of hold those thoughts in the same hand. I realized that performing was ultimately just an identity that I had grown comfortable with, but it ultimately wasn't the end all be all for me. Mm -hmm. So long story short, it started this beautiful spiritual awakening that was messy and gorgeous all at the same time. And now I'm currently living in Vancouver, BC. It is February of 2021. And now I work full-time assisting people in meditation to heal any kind of internal blockages in their energy fields to kind of make it easier for them than it was for me.
0: Mm, What a beautiful story. It's like finding the the beauty out of the chaos.
1: 100%. I think we think that we're going to make it through this life without the storm. But the storm is really where we learn how to kind of adjust our sails with whatever we're experiencing. That's the beauty of this existence is that the less we can identify with what we think we are, and we, we don't hold ourselves accountable to all of these labels we place on ourselves. That's really where our true freedom comes from, because it allows us to move with the storm, not always feel drowned out by it.
0: Hmm. Beautiful, thank you. Um, it really is like part of the human being experience—feeling the the love, the pain, the sadness, the the joy, the grief, the, all of it.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean, we're called a human being for a reason, right? The human comes first. If we were meant to be beings first, then it would be a being human. But I, what I've realized is that you need both. You know, you need this infinite soul that lives within you that is always kind of urging you to evolve. It's always going to kind of push you into those uncomfortable places. It's the voice, I like to say, that talks in sentences or phrases and the mind, which is the human aspect of us, loves to talk in paragraphs. You know, it's always got a soliloquy of victimhood and patterns and storylines that continue to perpetuate this you know, beautifully false illusion of really what it means to ultimately be here. But I think you're absolutely right. We're here to experience all of it. And the more that we can find the beauty in all of it, the more will be, like I said, easier to kind of navigate the storms.
0: Mm, Definitely. Um, Because I've been following you for so long, I, I explicitly remember you mentioning the 3D, the 4D and the 5D, and I absolutely love the way that you describe it um, do you care to share for the listeners what you mean by 40 and 5d? Cause I'm sure people are like, what the hell is that?
1: <laughs> yep, 100%. You know, I feel like the more that you awaken, the more, I guess those who are operating in the third dimension and only the third dimension will call you crazy. Right. Because we are speaking a very different language as you start to evolve and ascend. I can remember myself, you know, in 2019 being, looking at people who are as evolved or further evolved than I thinking what the hell are they talking about Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. absolutely so just a little bit about I guess the 3d because I think it's important to kind of bridge all three of them the 3d is everything that you can experience within these five senses okay but there it's also an experience of trying to validate your experience through the external more money. I want, right? Trying to fill things from the outside to validate something on the inside. Okay. So it's very externally driven, but everything you experience is through the lens of this third dimensional reality. Okay. You're not asking yourself, wait, is there something more? Okay? So now the fourth dimension, these are all dimensional experiences that you can have in this third dimensional reality. We're all multi-dimensional, but the beauty of free will and choice is that many of us choose not to tap into that in this lifetime. So the fourth dimension is when you start to essentially go into this dark night of the soul, meaning Mm -hmm. you're starting to ask yourself all of these questions about your existence, why am I here? There has to be something more. I keep receiving these synchronicities like 11 11 and 222, two, two, and this feather that seems to follow me on my path every time I'm walking outside, or this bird that flies by my window. You start to maybe question the symbols of this existence, the way that this perhaps divine intelligence that maybe is the creator of everything communicates to you to tell you that you're on the right track, to tell you to keep going. So this is kind of the, the astral plane, as I like to call it. It's where you essentially cross the rainbow bridge to understand that there's more here. This is also where you maybe begin to speak to spirits, spiritual guides, beings in the spiritual realm. This is where you start to say, wait a frickin' second, it is extremely ignorant of me to assume that I am the only thing in this existence and my reality is the only thing. Okay. With me so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hopefully I'm doing well at explaining it. Now you are. the fifth dimension is essentially the idea of oneness of unity. When you're operating in 3d, you think you and I are separate. You think Perhaps you judge me based on perhaps what you are lacking, but perhaps where you are thriving. As you evolve into a fifth dimensional consciousness, you realize that we are everything. Everything is essentially a mirror of you. There is no such difference as you and I being different for we are the same. We all come from the same. Everything is the same. I have a pink water bottle here. And maybe you'd look at this and be like, ew, I hate pink. Through the lens of your perception, you hate pink. In the lens of my perception, I love pink. A third dimensional being would judge you for what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. A fifth dimensional being would say, I can see why you may like pink. You know, it's breast cancer awareness. You know, it's a beautiful color. It's, it symbolizes the heart chakra, whatever the heck that means to you. But you start to be able to hold multiple perspectives because you see that we are all divinely connected and woven through this divine intelligence that created everything. So you dismantle the judgment, the separation, the fear, and the hate consciousness that resides in the 3D and realize that you are essentially everything.
0: Mm, beautiful. Um, I always try to figure out the best way to describe that. And I'm, to me, I'm still trying to find the words. So I love when you like just beautifully explain every little piece to it.
1: Thank you. Well, you know, I think what's been helpful is I work with so many people who are operating in very different dimensions. And Mm -hmm. a part of a spiritual awakening is not knowing what dimension you're in. (laughs) And most people I communicate with, are having a spiritual awakening. So I think I've been able to kind of polish it because I've been able to communicate it so much, but it is, it's a challenging concept because I think for many of us, we want to be 5D. You know, when you start to awaken, you're like, I want to be unified. Mm -hmm. And I find that that in itself is an ego attachment Mm -hmm. because... Spirit is already fifth dimensional, but we will always be a part of this third dimensional reality, just like we were talking about. We're a human being. The being Mm -hmm. is 5D. The human is 3D. The goal is to merge the both of them so that we can be multidimensional, but we're always going to kind of fluctuate between all of them.
0: Mhm. Definitely. Um it reminds me of this book I'm super into and I oh, shoot I can't remember the name at the moment. Um The Religion of Tomorrow it's called by okay. Ken Wilber. I'm not sure if you've heard of him but he speaks to transcend and include and this is kind of going through the the levels of your own spiritual awakening and your own personal development. And by he means by transcending and include is just like what you're speaking of. Um essentially the merging of whatever lessons it is you're overcoming. And I find that If you can't get that merging, you can't get that transcendence piece, you create shadows.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, shadow work is such an important piece of all of it, because we're programmed and conditioned to run from our shadows. We're programmed and conditioned to run into something in the external. For example, if I was, let's say, bullied on the playground growing up, perhaps I was overweight. So now as a, as an adult, I am over fixated on my physical appearance because I'm still operating in that trauma of never wanting to be pushed on the ground for how much I weigh. Right. So now I'm operating in that shadow of my childhood self because I have yet to transcend and ultimately forgive one, the bullies, but two, the being that allowed the bullying. Right. So it's, healing and forgiving that part of myself that is still potentially operating most of the time in that wounded space as that inner child but Mm -hmm. that's extremely confronting sister it's very Mm -hmm. um it's very challenging to look very profoundly but also very brutally honestly with yourself about why you do the things you do and why you operate the way that you do
0: Definitely. Um, I'm going through my own shadows. I can completely agree that it is confronting. It is hard and it definitely takes time.
1: It does. But the human mind runs very linearly, meaning Mm -hmm. it wants everything to happen very on time, in control, right? It wants it to be step by step. But the being that exists within you understands that there have to be tests and initiations and challenges so that the soul can ultimately evolve and shift that density that is literally in the physical body, that trauma is so rooted in the physical body Mm -hmm. because it's been perpetuated by continual programmed thought patterns it's very challenging because it's not like, ooh, one day I did my forgiveness practice and like suddenly I'm, I'm open to commitment, even though my parents beat the shit out of each other while they were getting, you know, going through divorce. That's not how it works. It's mm-hmm. forgiving parents every time they bring up something about that divorce, healing in that moment, recognizing when you're trying to run away from commitment when you're operating in those patterns. It's a lifelong journey. And somehow, there's still beauty in that.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. And you mentioned earlier too, um, the dark night of the soul. Uh, I feel like this is a constant reoccurrence for me. And it was so funny when I realized that, or when I do realize that's something I'm going through, um, and these keep coming up. It's it's like, what lesson do I need to learn now? Like, what is it I'm learning, or what is it I need to learn in this moment?
1: 100%. This dark night of the soul that I think, you know, collectively we have been experiencing over the last, whenever you're watching this, like it would have been closer to 14 months that we have kind of collectively been navigating this very dense dark Mm. night of the soul individually but also collectively imagine the earth is like shaking off the fleas she's getting rid of that lower consciousness she's removing the dust bunnies from the house same goes for our own energy and when we're experiencing this dark night of the soul it can feel very depressive perhaps very lost and confused perhaps very lethargic and um, exhausted energy might come through you, but it's also an opportunity for the soul to evolve because when you cannot see your way through, you have to choose faith. You have to choose the path of the unknown. And when we are forced as humans to be present in the now, trusting that the unknown will make itself known in its perfect time, that is when we are in this kind of suspension bridge of energy, which is the dark night of the soul. This is what the human needs in order for the being to evolve. Because truly, the unknown is all that there is. We are always in a state of unknown. The beautiful thing is, we have the ability as creators of this reality, literal magicians of our own reality, to kind of paint the canvas the way that we wish. But Mm -hmm. if the, I guess the blueprint is not necessarily in alignment with the whole trajectory of the potential growth for us in this lifetime, that timeline will not play out right now. There may be something else you need to learn. For example, if I say... I'm gonna be a millionaire. I am a millionaire. For fuck's sakes, I am a millionaire, but I have two thousand dollars in my bank. Okay, I'm not gonna go from two thousand to one million. I'm gonna to have to create a millionaire mindset, which means I need to dismantle all of the patterns within me that tell me that I'm not worthy of generating that kind of abundance. I'm mm-hmm. going to need to experience moments where I have huge gains and then I have great losses. Because if I'm still a millionaire, I know that I'm always going to get that money back. Why? Because I'm a millionaire. That is essentially how you get from one timeline to the next timeline. But the way of which you get there, you have to go through many reoccurring dark nights of the soul to get from where you are to where you ultimately want to be.
0: Mm, Yeah, definitely. I... Feel that to the core. Um, my current day job right now, I'm a, a corporate software developer. And <laughs> it's so funny, like for me, in my position, I was like holding this expectation to get this promotion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I work my ass off for almost a year and I didn't get it. And mm-hmm. I went in this deep dark night of the soul, essentially. And just this like, detachment and just like all these like rolling cascading feelings of why didn't i do it? like like i like, i hate this job i hate this da, da, da. just going through all these mo- like things in my health eventually i got over it yep. but it's just like that residual expectation um hangover it felt
1: like. 100%. I think it was Christine Hassler, uh, Hassler perhaps that calls it the expectation hangover or perhaps Lori Harder, but one of those amazing women that I initially la- aligned with um, on their podcast as I was first awakening, they talk about an expectation hangover and it sure as fuck feels like an expectation. Yeah. feels the day after you're drinking. You're like, that's what this way that i've taken this expectation i put it on such a pedestal and then it crumbles all in front of my eyes Mm -hmm. you know one thing that i've learned as i've been you know generating quite a lot of traction in my life i finally feel like i understand that when i say i'm gonna get something i'm saying that it's already farther away from me i'm gonna get it means it's not there yet. When I say I got it, I got it. For example, when I auditioned for Mary Poppins in 2019, it had been six months that I hadn't heard the, from the company before they messaged me about Poppins and were like, hey, do you want to audition for this? And there was a part of me that was like, my ego was like, it took you six months to call me back in between jobs. <laughs> and my higher self was like, this role is perfect for me. This is going to be a hoot. So I went in every single thing I did when I sent in self-tape for the, for the audition, I already went in being like, it's mine. I already started to pack some of my belongings. I already told my family that I got the job. I brought that timeline to me, not because I had an expectation, but because I already knew it was in the bag in the sense that I brought that timeline to me, as opposed to allowing my Doubt consciousness and my fear consciousness to be like, what if I don't get the job? Now, granted, this doesn't always work, but Mm -hmm. being a creator, being when you say, I'm going to do something or I am something, the universe has to do everything it possibly can to conspire to make that happen for you. When you say, I decide I'm going to sail Disney fantasy in 2019, 2020 to play Mary Poppins, the universe has to go, okay, Victoria. Let's let the universe mold that to that truth. So it's been helpful for me to kind of talk about my successes as if they're already a now, and then dismantling the programs in my mind that say, but I only have $2,000 in my bank. No, no, no. I have, I am a millionaire. I look at my bank account and I imagine in my mind's eye, that number growing. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It reminds me a lot of, I'm going to label it as manifestation. Is that something you believe in?
1: 100%. We have been lied to. Like we Mm -hmm. have very much been lied to in this lifetime. We are told that we must follow a system in order to be successful. Now bitch, let me tell you, you get to create this reality. You can be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to the system, but not feel in debt meaning you can still live your life as abundant as possible. If you are still paying off your debts, we feel like we are indebted to our labels, to our education, to our system, to our upbringing. Your mind is a radio. So Mm -hmm. great. If you want to follow those patterns of your past, if you want to perpetuate your potential nine to five that you kick and scream about day to day, beautiful. That's okay. Maybe that's a part of your soul evolution, but your being underneath you will always push you to your greatness and your greatness is uncomfortable but your greatness doesn't follow a system it follows what is calling it and it creates from that space of unknown so my point being our minds literally have frequency it's like a radio so whatever you say comes back into your reality It's why when you're driving and you say, fuck, I keep catching every red light. Of course, you're going to keep catching every red light. But if you're like, everything works out for me. Every single person I come in contact with is beautiful and happy and brings joy to my life. And I catch every green light. Your reality has to mold that. This is like the Truman Show, if you've seen it. Our Mm -hmm. reality gets to be created by us. The people who rule this world, which are a very small group of people, they don't want us to know that we have that power. Because if we know that we have that power, we can't be controlled. Mm. That's a rabbit hole. But that's, that's, the, that's the gist of it.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, Um, I love the rabbit hole. And this is something that you have captivated me actually on your Instagram, um, speaking about control and fear.
1: Sister, you know I could be like Alice in Wonderland right now and go into So much, but I will keep this as you know neutralized as possible. But we are programmed to live in fear. Look at the billboards, look at the TV, look at your content. It is programmed to keep you in a perpetual state of feeling controlled and perpetuating fear. That is intentional. Because if you operate in fear, then you are easily controllable. Mm -hmm. And if you are easily controllable, then you will not tap into the infinite being that you have within you. It's like people who, let's say, join a 30-day super like skinny tea group, okay, (laughs) for Mm -hmm. an example, but they hate their body. They are programmed to think because they live in fear of never, for example, perhaps ever meeting the love of their life or ever being able to fit in their high school genes. They are perpetuating fear in their mind. And because they're easily controllable, they will lean into something in the external to hopefully give them a result that can only be found inside. Why is it that so many people will go through these massive diets as someone who's had very intense body dysmorphia and eating disorders, and then put all of that weight back on and then some. Why? Because they haven't done the work to heal that part of themselves Mm -hmm. that is easily controllable and is operating in fear. That is 3D. We are programmed, we are programmable, we are fearful and we are easily controlled. So knowing that, it shifts everything in your reality, sister. You look Mm -hmm. around and you're like, everything around me is a game. They want me to feel like I constantly need need to be spending my money on this, on that, on the other, but then feeling like shit about the fact that I spent that money because I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to that system. Mm -hmm. Think about these systems. And when you think about these systems and what their intentions are, it's not to help you connect to your being. It's to help keep the being as far away so that the human has to take over everything in your life. It's very dark, but dark entities have been a part of this planet since the beginning. That's duality, that's 3D. You get to choose the lane that you wanna be on, which is why there are some people on this planet right now that are running like chickens with their heads cut off because they're continuing to point fingers outside of them. And then there are other beings who have literally shifted their entire fucking lives in 14 months and they have literally never been better. Their meditations and their connection to self are the best thing since sliced bread. But the external reality is the noise. That's because they finally tapped in to beyond fear and beyond control.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, 100% agree. Um, oof, There's a couple of pieces in there I wanted to dive into. 100%. And one of them being... The uncertainty um I find that like the unknown is like where I find creativity, I find um rebirth, I find just like all these uh, amazing neural pathways that are coming to life, but there's a lot of people that just have such a hard time dealing with that uncertainty um and I find a lot of it does come down to how their nervous system is and a lot to do with their trauma and their shadows and just a lot to do with trauma really
1: yep and. The unknown is truly all that we have. We want to control. But when you connect to those higher dimensional beings, when you connect to that infinite being that you are inside of this human body, it guides you through the unknown. I can only tell you, as someone who had no connection consciously to the spiritual realm, and how I have been able to literally not make a move in my life without connecting to those beings that are literally let's call them like on assignment to take care of you in this lifetime we have no idea that we have these beings that have literally been assigned to your physical body and your soul who are nudging you to leave that partner leave that job move across the country whatever those stirrings are underneath you they push you on the edge of that precipice so you have to choose I'm going to stay here and I'm going to continue to be in my state of suffering, or I'm going to jump. And then when you jump, you'll never believe it. You're being caught and you're being held and you're being suspended and you're floating. It's a very challenging thing to navigate the unknown when you feel like you're alone. But when you start to tap into that, there's so much more in this existence. The unknown is in some way comforting. Because you know you're not alone walking through it.
0: Mm -hmm, Definitely, and I truly believe that the path of the that initially feels like the most most resistance can lead to the path of least resistance.
1: One hundred percent. Because the only reason that you're resisting it is because there's an aspect of you that like desperately wants to be healed. Mm. It desperately wants you to evolve, but we're not used to kind of sitting with that icky. We're like, fuck, I need a drink. God, Mm -hmm. where's that person? Let me just text that person. I'm going to sleep with them. Let me go out. Let me distract myself from being like, wait, maybe this is an opportunity to evolve. Mm -hmm. Maybe this surrender is actually going to assist me and propel me further. Well, that's an interesting thought. That's not what I've been told, right? Mm -hmm. But it's always, when that resistance is coming up, it's because it wants to come through. It's because, hey, Victoria, you want to be a millionaire? Okay. Then I want you to, I want you to spend $1,500 of your $2,000. I've done this before. I want you to leap and I want you to lean and I want you to trust. And then I made all that money back within 12 hours. And I was like, you just needed me to feel like I was going to puke. (laughs) To the point that I had to trust that I was making a decision that I was being guided to. And then you rewarded me. And then your entire existence becomes a fucking miracle. Mm -hmm. That truly you cannot experience if you're only attached to this third dimensional reality. Mm.
0: Totally. It's funny. You mentioned that, um, for me, that what comes up about almost six months ago, um, I was given the opportunity. Um, I actually wanted to step up my own personal awakening. Um, I wanted to, I finally realized that my own purpose was to give in some way, help heal the collective. And when I finally realized that I had an opportunity to actually put money towards this phenomenal course that I'm almost done, um, but I was so afraid because it was the most amount of money that I had spent in quite some time. And it was literally on like just the slightest inclination of something I knew nothing about. I didn't know anything about. It just didn't make any sense. But every part of me was like, you should do this. But I was scared fucking
1: shitless. 1,000% sister. (laughs) All of my full-time clients, because I work with clients full-time now, Mm -hmm. essentially in layman's terms, in meditation, I can now call upon the energies of the beings that exist within this physical body and I can heal the blockages in their physical body. Essentially consider it to be like Reiki, except I use different telepathy and kind of my own method to be able to assist people in healing, okay? It's not, it's not cheap to work with me. Why? Because my mm-hmm. gifts are expensive. I'm paid for my presence. That took me a long time too, because I come from a very broken financial home. Yes, a long time to actually ask for that kind of money and know that I was worthy of it. Mm-hmm. But all of my clients navigate blocks when it comes to investing $1,400 to work with me. What does $1,400 sound like to you? If it sounds like you're gonna puke, work on that. If it sounds like it excites you, great, work on that. It's all about through the lens of your perspective. But yep. more importantly, they all felt underneath, probably as you felt too. I just got to fucking do this. There's something that's calling me to do this. And while I'm uncomfortable, my need to expand is greater than my desire to stay where I currently am. And then they lean and then they're like, I'm so glad I did this. Let's do three more months. You know, it, that's how it happens. I remember when I first, because my experience, I ended up working with an energy healer as well that kind of does the same work as me just with different modalities. Mm -hmm. Her and I started working together actually before I had started working for Disney in 2019. But then I met this this man who was the love of my life apparently. So I stopped working with her. And -hmm. then in August of 2019, I went back on the ship, had this experience and broke up with this man. And I remember I called my healer and I was like, we have to start again. She was like, I know. I knew this was going to happen. There's so much <laughs> that you need to uncover. And we worked together from about August to August. And we were consistently working together. But I remember every single time because truly, I probably invested upwards of like fifty dollars to $20,000 in this healer over the course of that time span. There's a lot of financial abundance in someone who's got, you know, $50,000 of US American debt for my education, you know, in my <laughs> mind. But every single time I ended up investing in her, I remember by the end of our work together, she was like, this is how much I need. And I was like, sent. I had healed my relationship with investing in myself from multiple times of feeling like I was going to puke to invest in myself to the point that I realized that I cannot grow unless I continually invest in my evolution and my education and my growth.
0: Hmm definitely um i feel like it's it's been helpful for me cuz i've also came from quite a poor background um so i have those money blocks i have that other uh, shadows when it comes to investing in myself the worthiness whatever but i have found it extremely helpful to really drill into my mind that money is energy it's a currency it's energy
1: without a doubt money is you so if you're broke on the inside you'll be broke on the outside If you are rich on the inside, you will be rich on the outside. If you always get cheated on and every partner just wants to take you and pitch you and fuck you and chuck you, that's going to be reflected in your reality. If you know that you're worthy and deserving of love and you stand in your integrity and attract the love of your life, you will. This universe reflects everything that you are thinking, you are feeling, and you are saying, and you are believing. So without a doubt, sister, money is energy. So you have to align your energy with the frequency of abundance speaking mantras. I am abundant. I am rich. Looking at your bank account. Thank you for the money that I do have. May Mm. this grow exponentially. May I be untethered to the constructs of money. It's work. It's shifting those neural pathways in your brain. Oftentimes generational trauma of money as well. It's not just you. It's most of the time kind of regurgitated money blocks that continue to kind of continue on the family line. It's work. But when you mm-hmm. shift that frequency of being rich on the inside, like I said, the universe has to reflect that.
0: Mm, definitely. And I love that you mentioned too, um, when you were journeying, I guess, the the, the fruition of your current business and um, creating offers for your clients. I'm currently at that stage. And I, I totally had those blocks in my mind thinking like, am I really worth what I'm presenting to my clients? And fuck yeah, I am. Like the, the amount of energy that only you're providing to your clients, the transformation that you're offering it, like there's an energetic exchange needing
1: to be done without a doubt. And here's the thing, a 3d mind would say, well, what did you go to school for? And then mm. bachelor of music and musical theater. You want me to hit you a high note? I will. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. they, want, they want an education. They want a, a diploma. They want something tangible. To be a spiritual helper or, or someone who works in self-help, yeah, you can get, take some courses, do some education on it. Great. When it comes to some of the gifts that I use, there's nothing for me that will actually help me other than me sitting my ass in meditation and continuing to develop my gifts. Because mm. in my experience, all of my gifts have come through me sitting in practice. No one can help me with that. That's not a diploma. It's something in my experience, much more beyond because it's very challenging to trust what you're hearing. It's very challenging to trust that you're communicating with spirits, especially because like there are dark people on this planet who have you know, impure intentions, same goes for the spiritual realm. So you have to learn how to kind of trust what you're feeling, develop your gifts, be able to trust that what you're giving your clients, they're experiencing and they're noticing a shift. It took me a very long time to not only continue to, I guess, evolve my price range as I evolved, but Mm -hmm. say it confidently and then trust that whatever consciousness that person is dwelling at, if they will really want to grow, they will invest. And if they can't, well, then that wasn't our timing. And maybe Mm -hmm. that is the spiral effect for them to receive some sort of abundance that allows us to be able to connect. But it is. It's it's challenging, but it's beautiful to know that you are worthy and deserving of being paid for your presence.
0: Mm, definitely, a hundred percent agree. Uh, what a beautiful conversation. I I really appreciate you, Victoria. Um, at this point, I do wish to give you this the floor. Um, I love for you to share with everyone how to get a hold of you, how to follow you along in your journey, even how to reach you and any offerings you have.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you so much for giving me the stage. The performer in me is like five, six, seven. (laughs) 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 But with that being said, I'll keep it, I'll keep it a dull tonight. Predominantly, you can find me on Instagram. Anything you may need from me, you will find on Instagram. So my Instagram is Victoria sounds, how you spell it. P -P -P P i p p o all one. It's all together. There's no spaces. That's how you can find me. I'm offering multiple things. I'm currently helping aspiring entrepreneurs in a business offering right now. It's a revolving door offer. It's an eight-week course where we essentially break down any of the limiting mindsets between you working in a nine-to-five and you becoming an entrepreneur through shifting the patterns that tell you that you can't. So that's one of the offerings. If you are interested in a healing session, you can find that through the link in my bio as well. But otherwise, I'm just here to be a channel for spirit. So if it resonates with you, I have tons of free content on my page. But Instagram is the way. So, thank you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Victoria.
1: Blessings, sister. It was an honor. Please, but dance. Make it
0: Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelspra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelspra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then, turn your magic on loves and keep evolving.